Hey, well, uh, thank, thank you again, Pete and, and Connie and Dick, uh, and, and for everyone for being on the call. My name is Pablo Troncoso, and I'm, uh, I'm a certified trainer, speaker, and coach with the John Maxwell team, and, uh, and I'm, proud to, I'm proud to serve, serve you guys today. I'm, I'm so excited to be on this call. For some of you, uh, this may be your first call uh, with the Unitrust team. And so either way, uh, you know, I encourage you to, to what I call lean in, right? I encourage you to lean in, to, to learn from your mentors, to engage in these calls and, and in your conference, uh, to act, right, to, to make a choice, to commit and take that first step. So, so take that action. Um, and, then, and then the now, do it now. Right? The law of diminishing intent states that the longer you wait to do something that you should do now, the greater the odds that you will ever actually do it. And so I get it when, when I hear, and I've been there, right? If, if, if you're not at conference, you're not going to make it. Um, that's so true. So, I, I, again, I encourage everyone to lean in, learn, age, act, and do it now. Um, so this is our third week together. And as you, uh, I, I love hearing Pete talk about you know, finishing strong, as you talk about finishing strong. And, and, and by the way, next week we'll discuss reflection. Um, it, and, and so please don't miss that one. That's a huge one. But my gratitude for today can, ex can be expressed pretty easily in this way. You know, it was, during my, uh, it was during my purpose, vision, goals retreat just last week um, where it really hit me how much I appreciate all of you. I really look forward to, to all the, you know, to these calls and to our time together. I mean, I really do. I prepare for them, and I do my very best to add value. Um, and those that know me best know that, that being on calls like this and facilitating kind of these discussions uh, brings me to a level of fulfillment that, that really allows me to do the work that I know I've been put on this big green rock to do. And so, again, thank you for allowing me to have a front row seat with you in this journey. And, uh, Pete, and, you know, I, I, I really hope, uh, you know, it's my hopes that we get to know each other better um, over time and, and help our teams out. So today, we want to discuss what we call the law of the mirror. Law of the mirror. Simply stated, you must, you must see value in yourself to add value to yourself. You must see value in yourself to add value to yourself. And as I go through this, I want you to think of yourself but I also want you to put yourself in the shoes, in the shoes of others, and how this affects them. Okay, and really, and really take that first L, that learn, and really kind of dive in with me here. So I want you to, to to think of yourself when it comes to this, but also think of those around you and how this affects how it affects them. I mean, and by that I mean your partners, the recruits that you're bringing in, that extra one person that you want to take the conference your staff, your family members, this all applies. And as we go through this, you, you have the chance to make a real difference in the lives of others. You know, what, what keeps, the, the, the questions always ask, hey, what is it that keeps people from being successful? I mean, we all have the seeds of, of success. Um, we all have the seeds of success within us. So why do so many, why do so many fail. And think about that for a second. Why do so many fail to grow and then to reach their potential? And what I've learned is that one of the main reasons 
is slow self-esteem. Many, many people just don't believe in themselves. And I'm going to share a personal story, and, and I really hope that it illustrates this point. Um, and maybe it will resonate with you or, or someone you know. Okay, so some of you may know this, but in my mid-20s, and, and today, as I sit here, I'm, I'm 40 years old. But to, uh, in my mid-20s, I thought I was on top of the world. Right? I could have anything I wanted. You see, that, that's because in my mid-20s, I ran a million-dollar mortgage company right into the ground. And I lost everything. Not only did I lose my business, I lost my friends. I lost six houses. I lost two cars. I lost a six-figure retirement account. And, and by the way, where was my fixed annuity guy back then, right? <laughs> but most importantly, I lost my self-worth. You know, I felt guilty for myself, and I, I blame pretty much everyone, everyone and everything, including the market, the neighbors, heck, and even their dog. Um, but here's, here's how much low self-esteem can hurt you and take from you. Right? So I just talked about what I lost. And, and again, this isn't a pity party, folks. I, I, I really, again, I'm, I'm sharing this with you to, to illustrate a point. But here's how much low self-esteem can hurt you and take away from you, even more than that, is that I spent the next four years of my life doubting and limiting myself by doing, by basically doing and working for corporate America. Right? Four years of my prime entrepreneurial years working in what I call the W-2 purgatory, right? And my thought was that, you know, if I can't make it as a business owner, well, I guess I can do okay working for someone else, right? And that's exactly what I did and who I surrounded myself with. And why do we do that to ourselves? You know, we do things to and for ourselves even if it's something we do not want, I'm going to say that again. We do things to and for ourselves even if it's something that we do not want, that we don't desire. And the reason is because we don't think we deserve more. So meanwhile, my only wins during these four years, my only wins were lining up interviews for new jobs that even after I had landed those new jobs, I was still miserable. In fact, I, I worked harder on my resume than on the actual job I was applying for. Now, I hope some of this starts to resonate, and maybe, and maybe you sense that. But then one day, it all, all of a sudden hit me. Uh, I, was feeling pretty, I was feeling pretty depressed, to say the least, about the job um, that I was at, and once again, about to start the job search again. Right? Think about those around you and those that you're bringing on. A voice inside of me spoke to me and said, Pablo, enough is enough. You know the voice I'm talking about. And what that voice did was make me promise something that changed the very course of my life. I made a promise to never work on my resume ever again. That was my big kind of self, you know, promise to self. And then eight months later, I was a licensed agent. I was on my way to making my first 100000 in this wonderful industry where for the last four years, the most I had made was almost 40000 And I did it ethically. 
and with a smile on my face and, and, and a sense of release from imprisonment, right? W2 purgatory, gone, thank goodness. I don't, and I don't say this to impress you, but to impress upon you that if I can do it, you can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. If I've, if I've gone through that, then any of us could have gone through that. And some of us probably have. And it took me a while to realize it, but looking back, and this is a big takeaway because it ties right in, looking back, what was that promise really all about? I promised to never work on my resume. Why did I do that? I did that because I knew that I couldn't put what was in my heart and what was in my head on that piece of paper and then to have somebody sit across from me and judge me based on what was on that paper and make a decision on my future, when you and I know that nine times out of ten, that person, that HR person, and HR people roll their eyes every time they hear me say this, but they agree, is that nine times out of ten, they are not fulfilled in their, in their career, yet they're making a decision on you and my career, not in my future. So, because by the way, that promise was made five years ago. Folks, I've never looked back. But there's a deeper level of awareness there. Still about that promise. The promise was much more than a proclamation or this kind of, you know, self-affirmation. That promise was me finally seeing, and again, this took me a while to realize, but it was me finally seeing value in myself again. After four years of blame, fear, doubt, and confusion. So, what can we, what can we learn from, from that failure there? Like Jim Rohn says, your next five years don't have to be like the last five years. And in order for things to change, you've got to change. And it all starts with this idea and this understanding of the law of the mirror, right? Seeing value in yourself allows you to add value to yourself and then eventually others. Okay, so I appreciate you letting me share that with you. Let me give you, <clears throat> let me give you 10 steps to help make the turn towards positive change. Okay, 10 steps to build your self-image. You all ready? Let's do this. Number one, guard your self-talk. Guard your self-talk. What we say about ourselves, we tend to believe. Right? Pablo, who do you think you are? You... You just lost a million-dollar business. What makes you think you can start even a, even a five-figure business, right? What we believe, we tend to act. And what we act, we tend to become. And that's why I got stuck for four years, okay? No world record has ever been set by someone who says, I can't do this. So guard your self-talk. Number two, don't compare yourself to others. Stop comparing yourself to others. Making comparison, uh, making the comparison is, is an amazingly powerful attraction that is really just an unneeded distraction to your own potential. Okay, so take that step. Obey, uh, you know, obey what it is that that comes into your mind, and then move forward with your mentors. Number three, move beyond your own your own self limiting beliefs. Right? Whether you think you can, I love this quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. 
And Charles Schwab said, when a man puts a limit on what he will do, he places a limit on what he can do. Okay? So let me discuss real quick these steps within this moving beyond your, your, your own self-limiting beliefs. I want to, let's discuss the, this, uh, these transforming limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs. So real quick, number one, identify a limiting belief that you want to change. Determine how that belief limits you and then decide how you want to act, feel, or think. And then create a turnaround statement that affirms or gives you the permission to act, feel, or think differently. For me, that turnaround statement was literally, I will not work on my resume ever again. That was the start of it. Okay? Number, uh, where are we at? Number four, add value to others. I love, love, love this one. This is what it's all about, adding value to others. Right? So, you know, there is a downward spiral of low self-esteem and low value of others. Remember, I, I kind of dove into that for four years. Right? So feel free to share, share that story and how there's a turnaround in there for folks. Now, you know, it's hard to feel bad about yourself when you're doing something good for someone else, isn't it? It's hard to really feel, you know, it's, again, it's kind of like the gratitude statements. It's, it, it's impossible to feel bad and down when you're sharing in gratitude. Number, six, or number five, rather, do the right thing even if it's the hard thing. Do the right thing even if it's the hard thing. It sounds way too simple, but doing the wrong things does harm your self-image. And doing the right things actually raises your self-image, right? So what are one of those right things? Well, adding value to others is a pretty good start, right? And if you can't be true to yourself, I mean, think about it. Who are you going to be true to? So again, taking a look at the law of the mirror, is you, you, you have to see value in yourself before you can add value to yourself. Number six, practice a small discipline daily in a, in a specific area of your life. Small discipline in a specific area of your life, right? Discipline is one of the most powerful morale builders, right? And I, I, and I think that, that, that Pete and Dick and Connie and Brent, like they've all set a pretty good system for you to be able to follow simple, easy disciplines, right? Ask, ask everyone... Um, you know, when, when you're pouring into somebody about this, ask them about one small area of their life for which they could practice a clear and changing discipline. Okay? Number seven, celebrate small victories. Actually, I want to take away the S and the M and all that, and, and that word small, and let's celebrate all victories. Okay? So you can start with something as simple as when you start that small um, specific discipline, celebrate that as a victory. Right? Because it doesn't matter the size. They're all pointed towards the direction of change. And that's worth celebrating. You know, celebrating all... Most people don't pop the bottle on the Dom Perignon until, until they've achieved the goal. But what I'm suggesting 
is that you pop the bottle the minute that the idea to want to change and transform and add value enters into your mind. Because that's when the infinite mind of, of God is, is, has come into the finite mind of man, and now you can make a difference in the world. Number eight, embrace a positive vision for your life based on what you value. Right? Take all your values, place them in a basket, and pour them out for the future. Because it's going to be your values that drive your decisions for your future. So number eight was embrace a positive vision for your life based on what you value. And in my Purpose Vision Goals Retreat, man, we dive deep into that one. Because it really, you can't start setting goals until you actually know what your future looks like. And more importantly, not just the vision, what your purpose is, what's your north star. What's the sun that rises in the east and sets in the west? What is that for you? And when you know what that is, for you, you can cast vision like the best leaders in the world. Number nine, practice the one-word strategy. If you could pick just one word. Some people do it in some companies. I know they do this as, as a theme for the year. If you could pick just one word to describe yourself, what would that word be? What would that word be? I know for me it's encourager. It's hard for me to be in the dumps if I just think of my word, right? I'm an encourager, yet I'm in the dumps. It doesn't work, right? So if the word that you choose is not positive, then drop the word and pick another. But I'll tell you what else helps when you, when you, when you figure out what that word is, Pete. Print it out. Nice big letters. Put it up on your wall. Frame it, put it on your dry erase board, and never erase it. Make sure it's always there. So when you look up, boom, there it is. I'm an encourager. And the last one, folks, I think, I think we should start with this one. Take responsibility for your life. Take full responsibility for everything that happens in your life. Right? Don't only stay claim for the good stuff and, and blame for the bad stuff. I played that game. Take full responsibility. You're going you're gonna to love on the great stuff? Well, then guess what? Love for the bad stuff, too. You can maintain a positive self-image, but only, only you can maintain that for yourself. Only you. If you look in the mirror and you don't see a capable, kind of worthy fully valuable person, you either need to change one of two things. Change the reflection, meaning you, or get a new mirror. You have the ability to change people's lives. You really do. And so as we wrap up today's call, remember the three L's. Learn it, live it, and lead others to it. Our industry needs us at our best. We're all needed at our best. Right? Our families need us at our best. Our clients need us and our prospects need us at our best. Our, our team members need us at our best. Our community, uh, the world needs, needs us at our best. So understand how valuable you are as you're learning this and what that means to the marketplace. Take a look in the mirror. 
and proclaim your birthright and the value that you bring to the world. That's living it. And then help others do the same. Lead others to it. Show them to do the same thing. Remember, you were meant for greatness, and you, you, know, you were meant for all of the grace, greatness that you seek in your life and in your business. Now, I'm not sure who this call was for today or who this was meant for specifically, but I sure hope that it's helped and that it's added value to you. Pete? Pablo, that is, um, I just love when you give some of these things that you talk about, right, to, to the folks on the call today because building self-esteem, I know you and I have had um, a conversation before, uh, and I know it's uh, something Dick and Connie we talked about a couple years ago when we were working in another company. And um, it, it, this makes me reflect on things that I've gone through and what I think about when I listen to you say this. And I, I wonder if some folks here are leaders, are sales agents, are, are people who are just looking to build themselves as the leaders in their community. You know, it's fear or shame holding us back, right? You know, we read that book, Brene Brown, uh, Brene Brown's book, um, I um, can't remember the name of it now. I've got to pull it off the shelf. But I remember Brene Brown wrote a book. And in that book, one of the chapters I've talked about a couple times, it's been a long time, was how we allow our own things that have happened, like things that are shameful or things we fear, um, is why we kind of hold it back and, and we hold ourselves back. So, Pablo, I, just, I love what you're talking about today because I think this is exactly what our folks needed to hear, right? And to tie it into some of the things we're talking today, I think we've got to look at these things as people, as individuals. We've got to look at them. I love what you say, learn, um, live, and lead. It, it makes me reflect today, Pablo, and, and maybe you can share a little bit more about this. We look at people who are effective and people who are ineffective at things, right? And so many of them, what you're saying is it all starts inside. And, and it made me realize that the people that we're talking to, guys, that we're building, we're builders on this call, right? We're, we're looking to build a business. The people that are on the other end of the telephone or like Pablo on the other end of the job interview, it made me think that as a new person in anything, I'm looking for, number one, somebody that I can believe in, right? And, and that's why I have to be at my best. Or Pablo, that's why I look at you, right? I, we bring Pablo in because I believe in Pablo, right? That's why we have Pablo on these calls. So that belief is already there. I'm looking for Pablo um, because I believe in him. People are looking at a career, making a change. They can look at a million things, guys, but they've got to believe in somebody, right? They've got to connect and believe in someone because I think it's as important that when we find somebody we believe in, to me, and I don't know, Pablo, if this is something that is what goes on through other people's mind, but I'm looking for Pablo to believe in me too, right? I'm looking to believe in somebody that in turn will help believe in me. And do you think that looking for that belief, Pablo, finding somebody to believe in in, in us hurts my self-esteem, or do you think it's, it's just natural, or any thoughts or insight on that? Yeah, that, that's... Uh... I love the direction you're taking that, Pete, and, and we all need we all need people to believe in us. Right? In fact in fact one thing that John Maxwell taught me was to treat everyone that treat every single person that you come across like they're wearing an invisible sign that says, you know, please be kind to me today. 
right? Or please show me an opportunity. Or, or however it applies to your life, but something positive, right? Please pay me a compliment. Um, and, and the truth is, is that, you know, uh, just from, from a natural, you know, a way that we're naturally kind of built, right? And I think of my son coming into this world, our, our, you know, we can't survive without, without love and encouragement. Like if you don't give a child love, that child does not survive. And so, you know, it's, it's true. What we talked about here today was, was us understanding that, uh, that we need to see that within ourselves. Yes, we do. As leaders, we definitely need to see that in ourselves. But here's the next step of that leadership. Is, and especially if you're building a team, especially if you're building a team, is that we can't just look for people that we expect them to already see value in ourselves as leaders we need to, like you said, Pete, we need to be able to tell them that we believe in them. And I believe in you, Pete, you know, and I believe in, 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 in the rest of the team that's on here. If you're on this call, you've already taken that step. Um, so I have that, that belief in you. Um, and so it's important to, to remember to give that to others, right? Pass that on to them, but then make sure that, you, that, that you're now directing your folks, the people that are on your team, to dig deep, and help them now see the value in themselves, right? And, those, and so going through some of those 10 steps, right, like write out what it is, what is your one word, right? Like I might, I might Pete, say, you know, I think you're an encourager, right? Or I think you're a, a, a you know, a, a builder or whatever that one word might be. But then I'm going to challenge you, Pete, to say, well, Pete, what do you think your one word is, right? And when you start to do that, then, then it just makes more sense and you'll ingrain that in yourself. So, yeah, I, you know, there's, there's, it, there's no takeaway, uh, negative takeaway from someone, you know, you wanting others to believe in you. We all want that. I want that too, and I definitely rely on, on my inner circle to give that to me as well. You know, it, it makes me think, Pablo, when we're talking to people, right, we're looking within ourselves how many people, you know, we're talking to on a daily basis. I, I love when you talk about, you know, the world expects us, right, our our recruits expect us. Our interviews ease expect us. Uh, our clients expect us, right? Or they need us to be at our best. And so it just makes me think, I, I mean, I, just can't, I can go on and on with you and, and get in depth on this, on this belief level because I, I think for me, it was Dick and Connie. Like for me, it was important to build a business with people that I believe in but also, for me, it, it, it is important, and I think, like you said, and I'm glad it's human and it's natural for all of us, that I, I at the end of the day, I'm, I want to be proud of myself, but I also want Dick and Connie to be proud of me, right? They're like parents to me, right? I strive because I, I work to build something with them, and, you know, I want Elvir Bazdovich, you know, and I want Johnny Brooks, and I want people to, to see me and be proud of me right? And I think that all of us are looking for that. And I think that the only way we're going to get that is when you're talking about these things here today. And it's not comparing myself to another. Um, it was, you, you made this comment last week, um, Pablo, and then Rob Jones made a comment here on our weekly call that I have with him that said, um, I don't owe anything for you. Like, I don't owe you anything, right? But what I owe is to something. I owe something to you. Like what I owe is 
my right. service, my, my gratitude, my love, my compassion, mm-hmm. my attaboy, but I don't owe it to you, right? I give it to you. And so when I hear Dick and Connie talk about that they're at Equus because they want to live a life of significance, and then you talk about point number four by adding value to others, and that's how they live their life, right, that they're going to be here to serve and give back to others, then it, it's because of that. Can you walk us through what will change? Like once we start to do these things, can you maybe give some people and even myself what's going to change in our life? What's going to change in our recruiting? What are we going to see small things change immediately? If we focus on these things long term, what's going to change within us and our business? Do you think, Pablo? Well, I'll tell you right now. I mean, if, it, if we're just looking at adding value, um, which is which is a great point, and absolutely, Dick and Connie, have, you know, they've certainly. Um, you know, made a life of impact and a life of significance, which is way past success because right now, you know, they don't even need to be doing, and they've told me this plenty of times, they don't need to be doing what they're doing right now. They're doing this for others. And what will start to happen and what's happened in my life is that the second you put yourself aside and get out of your own way and want to start helping others, everything will change. Everything will change. Right, Dig Ziglar said it best. You know, a famous speaker and author and, uh, and and a motivator. He said, "If you help enough people get what they want, you will get everything that you want." He doesn't say when you get everything that you want, then you can help enough people get what they want. You know, and, and actually, I saw a post from from Brandon uh, about you know Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's one of my favorites, and one of one of the quotes that I love from him, and says, "When you seek happiness for yourself." It will always elude, elude you. Okay? When you seek happiness for yourself, it will always elude you. But when you seek happiness for others, you will find it for yourself. What's he saying there? Same exact thing you know, that, that, that Zig said. What does John say is the, the highest form, or I'm sorry, the greatest purpose of leadership? He says the greatest purpose of leadership is to add value to others. Right? But the highest form of leadership, right? the highest form of leadership, which is different from the greatest purpose, is self-leadership. So really, when you put those two together and you start to realize, okay, this isn't a, I, I do need to figure out who I am and see value in myself so that I can help others, it's really not about me. It's just arming myself to the best and to the nine so that when I do go and help others, I'm giving them my best. Because you're right, the world does need us at our best. Not at our worst, at our best. Pablo, always good stuff. We are incredibly grateful to have you here today and sharing these things. And I hope that, guys, that you take the things that he's talked about here and that um, – you know, you reflect on them, and I can't wait for that next week as we talk about coming, wrapping here towards the end of the year's reflection. Um, and look at these things, and if you need help with them, you know, talk to the person um, you believe in. You know, if it's somebody that you have a, a mentor, right, somebody that inspires you. If it's you want to get in touch with Pablo, let me know, right? You, you need to talk to Dick, Connie, myself. Find somebody um, that believes in you too. Because I can tell you what, when I look in the mirror and I look at these things that I do all the time, I'm going to take a lot better feedback, Pablo, from people that I trust and believe in 
that are helping me believe in myself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, and I know you're doing a, a terrific job at that, and it's, it's doing these kinds of things, right? You're, at, you're continually adding value, um, you know, and, and so lean into those, everyone. I, again, lean into these calls. Get to that conference. I've been to those, and they're amazing. And there's nothing that there's nothing that compares to to being in, in an environment. And actually, that's another one of the discussions: an environment of folks that are in this frame of mind, right? And and that are making things happen, and that are moving forward and taking action. So, thank you so much uh, for having me on the call again, Pete. And thank you all for. Uh, uh, and I hope we we've added value to you.